Hey everyone, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting back with another Physiology Secrets. I wanted to talk today about legal and illegal methods uh, to increase VO2 max. So there's obviously legal ways we can do it and there's also illegal ways we can do it by uh, injecting certain drugs called ergogenic aids um, and through blood doping as well. So I'm gonna start with the legal methods, so the ways that we are allowed to improve VO2 max. Obviously we can train, that makes sense. But also what we can do is uh, we can do some altitude training. So what altitude training involves is we go to, um, we go to altitude, so high elevation, and the higher we go, as we know, the less air and the less oxygen there is. So what happens at altitude uh, so altitude training, they recommend to go into about 2,300 to 2,500 metres above sea level. Depends, obviously, if, if, you want to, um, if you want to get acclimatised to climbing Everest, you're going to want to go higher than that. But just for the benefits of, of improving VO2 max, 2,300 to 2,500 is about right. And what happens is you go to altitude, and because there's less pressure of oxygen, less partial pressure of oxygen, there's less total oxygen in, in general, um, our muscles can't diffuse that oxygen as well. So we can't absorb the oxygen from the bloodstream into the muscles as effectively. Body doesn't like that, so what it's gonna do is it's going to try to adapt. Now, red blood cells, or the hemoglobin part of the red blood cell, carries oxygen. So what happens is we go to altitude, there's less oxygen, the body doesn't like it, we need to produce more red blood cells. So what happens is the, the kidneys detect that we're not diffusing oxygen as efficiently, so it's gonna secrete a hormone called EPO or erythropoietin. Now you might recognize the term EPO from uh, a lot of the drug scandals back in the Lance Armstrong cycling days, and we're gonna come back to EPO in a sec. But EPO is a, a naturally occurring hormone produced in the kidney, so it's perfectly legal if we produce it naturally. So these kidneys create EPO. The EPO is then going to go to the bone marrow, so the long bones, so like your femur bone, your tibia, your fibula, those, the long bones in the body, and tell them to create new red blood cells. Okay, so that the, the long bones will create new red blood cells, or the bone marrow will create new red blood cells. Red blood cells have hemoglobin, oxygen attaches to the hemoglobin, we boost our oxygen carrying capacity. Okay, so that's a perfectly legal way to improve VO2 max. They say you can get about two to 3% increase. And James, who's one of the elite um, 1500 meter runners that we've got interning at the moment, he does altitude training quite a lot. But what he does is instead of actually going to altitude, I mean, he goes to Falls Creek like a lot of people do at the end of the year, but instead of going to altitude and living in altitude, he actually bought uh, what's called an altitude tent so he can sleep in it at nighttime. So basically he, gets a, he bought a tent which goes over his bed and what it does is it pumps nitrogen into his tent to reduce the amount of oxygen in it. So in the air at sea level, uh, the air is made up of 21% oxygen, 0.03% carbon dioxide, so barely anything, and everything else, the other 79 odd percent, is um, nitrogen. So what he does is he goes to this altitude, into this altitude tent, it starts to pump in more nitrogen, which reduces the, the percentage of oxygen in that air. So it simulates altitude. And the reason he does that is because he can get the EPO benefits uh, while he sleeps. Because if you go and train at high altitude, if you have, he's a 1500 meter runner, if he's gonna try to train at a high intensity at high altitude, the intensity of his session is gonna drop because he doesn't, he doesn't have as much oxygen available. So he was telling me the other day that when he's, at, when he's fit, when he's at sea level, he'll run 310s to 315 pace for his tempo runs. But then when he goes up to altitude, he can only hold 330 to 335. So the reason it's better to, what we, what we say is, is train 
uh, sorry, live high, train low. So he wants to train in a normal environment so he can keep the intensity of his sessions high so he can get the maximum stimulus for that training session. And then he can actually sleep in altitude or in an altitude simulated environment so he can get the, gets the EPO benefits and the red blood cell benefits while he sleeps because he doesn't need the oxygen as much while he's sleeping. So that's a perfectly legal way to improve your VO2 max. And they recommend that you should spend three weeks in an altitude tent for 12 hours a day, um, yeah, for three weeks continuously. So it's quite a long time. And James didn't do that. He only did it for about eight hours or eight to 10 hours a night, obviously just when he slept. Uh, but ideally you wanna do it for three weeks continuously for 12 hours a day. Now that's, that's gonna get you a two to 3% benefit as we said. Um, but there are illegal ways that we can, we can boost our performance a lot quicker. So we can inject synthetic EPO. So we can, uh, we can well, you can illegally purchase EPO, which is gonna give you the exact same benefits of going to altitude, but you don't have to go to altitude. This is illegal because it's performance enhancing, but it's also very, very dangerous as well because the blood's made up of several components. We have what we call hematocrit, which is the combination of your red blood cells, your white blood cells, and your platelets. And then we have blood plasma, which is 90% fluid. So you've got fluid and you've got the stuff in the blood. Now, for a normal individual, it ranges slightly, but for a normal individual, 55% of our blood will be plasma. So 55% of it is fluid, which means 45% of it is the red blood cells, the white blood cells, and the platelets. Now, with altitude training, well, before I go into that, if, if, you get a, if you get a hematocrit of 52% or above, you're automatically suspended for doping because your body shouldn't naturally be able to get that many red blood cells. So if, it, if it, uh, a normal environment were at 45% hematocrit, so 45% red blood cells, 55% plasma, we might be able to get that to 52% red blood cells, 48% plasma. Okay, So we're increasing the thickness of the blood and the amount of red blood cells in the blood. But the body won't naturally go any more than that. So what happens when we inject synthetic EPO where our body can't regulate the amount of hormone which is being produced because we're injecting it um, synthetically, we might get that 52% up to 55% or 58% or even they say 60%. If we have 60% red blood cells, we only have 40% fluid or plasma. So what that's gonna do is it's gonna increase the viscosity of our blood. It's gonna increase the thickness of our blood. It's gonna have more stuff and less fluid. If it has more stuff and less fluid, it's gonna be a lot harder to circulate. Um, so what happens is, in conjunction with blood doping, and so what blood doping is, is when you take out your blood, you'll strip it of all the plasma, just leave the red blood cells, you'll let your body naturally recover, and then you inject the red blood cells back in. So that's gonna do the same thing, it's gonna increase that red blood cell count, decrease the plasma. What those things do, is it's gonna make it a lot harder for us to circulate the blood, and we, we can have blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, we can die, okay? So back in the, back in the um, Lance Armstrong era, particularly when they had the, the big issue with doping, what those athletes had to do is not only did they have to go and ride the Tour de France and do you know, seven hours a day on the bike, when they actually came back and went to sleep that night, they had to set their alarm every three hours or so to get up and actually spin on the wind trainer just to get the blood circulating again. Because what, what would happen if they didn't, if they didn't get up and circulate the blood, they would risk having blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, and dying. So as you can see, it's illegal, not only because it's performance enhancing, but it's very, very dangerous. And if you're blood doping and taking blood out, putting it back in, you're running the risk of getting blood-borne diseases and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, but we get above that 52% red blood cell count, our blood becomes thick, it's very dangerous, and we can die. So as a summary of legal and illegal ways to improve VO2max, we can do altitude training. The best way is to sleep in a tent and then actually train in a normal environment so we can maintain the intensity of the session. But then illegally, which obviously we can't do, and I don't recommend doing it because it's dangerous and illegal, we can inject synthetic EPO, so it's going to unnaturally create more red blood cells, or we can blood dope where we take our blood out, strip it of all the plasma, let our body naturally recover back to that 45-55 range, and then we inject it full of highly concentrated red blood cells to bring that count up um, to boost our oxygen carrying capacity there as well. Um, hope that was interesting, guys. Uh, I'm going to get James on soon to have a chat about all that sort of stuff, uh, but otherwise I'll, I'll speak to you again soon.